You are not meant to put yourself in a box. You are not meant to label yourself. You are the most of service and the most in alignment when you are allowing yourself to flow in and out. Welcome to Sacred Work, a podcast here to guide you through the inner work that allows you to share your light and do sacred work in the world. I am your host, Taylor Ray, manifestation coach and spiritual business mentor. And here we talk all things manifestation, abundance, impact, stepping into your purpose and creating the reality your soul came here for. It is my true desire to empower you to awaken to who you really are so you can quantum shift your life and business. You're here in Divine Timing Beauty. Let's dive in. Hello, my angel. Welcome back to Sacred Work. It is my greatest honor and pleasure, as always, to be here with you for another episode. And this one is a special one. This is actually a repurposed interview that I did over on my biz bestie, my soul sister, Ruby Lee's podcast, Rituals to Seven. Oh my goodness, Ruby is one of my soul sisters, like I said, I absolutely adore her. And the conversations that we have are always so infused with just these incredible shifts, so much abundant magnetic energy. I always leave our conversations just feeling like such an elevated version of myself. And so that's why we decided to actually sit down and record a conversation together. We did back-to-back interviews. You would have heard Ruby's interview here on my podcast, here on Sacred Work. And then we did the flip side and I went and spoke on hers and it was just such a beautiful conversation, such a powerful chat. The feedback from the episode has been absolutely phenomenal and there was no way that I couldn't share it with you here on the podcast as well. So I'm so excited to share this with you. We really just dive in on so many things and interviews are one of my favorite things to share with you here, like interviews that I've done on other people's podcasts, because I truly feel there's a whole other vibration that comes through when you're being asked the questions rather than being the question asker or doing a solo episode. We love those here as well. But of course, there's just some other type of energy that comes through when we are really just being asked and allowing those beautiful flowy downloads to come through. So there's so much in this episode. We talk about human design, my journey with finding out that I'm a reflector in human design and what that's been like for me. We talk about the different cycles in business, really honoring the journey, finding your authentic self, really finding alignment within who you are and how your business is an extension of that. And then of course we talk about the divine blend of spirituality and strategy. We touch on really honoring all parts of you rather than feeling like you have to put yourself in a box and what that's been like for me in my business you know honoring the side of me that is sacred funnels honoring the side of me that is the inner work the manifesting blending of the masculine and the feminine and really how doing that within myself has really allowed me to step into a whole other level in terms of the space that I get to hold for my clients as well so it is honestly just one of my favorite chats of all time and like I said I'm just so grateful that we got to record it and to share it with you here on the podcast and of course on Ruby's podcast Rituals to Seven as well. If you love this definitely check out the episode with Ruby as well. It's just honestly such a beautiful flow between them and like I said I'm just so excited for you to listen. Before we do get into the episode I do want to 
also remind you that there is a beautiful free guide that I have right now available for a limited time. And it is the 10 biggest mistakes that online coaches make when growing their businesses and exactly what to do instead. I want to shortcut the process for you of quantum shifting your business, of really stepping into the growth of both your impact and your income that you are creating online. And that's why I have put together this free guide, really breaking down those 10 biggest mistakes and then giving you the step-by-step sacred strategies to really make sure you're avoiding those mistakes and aligning yourself with the growth that you know you are capable of. So I'm super excited for you to get your hands on this free guide right now. I'll leave the link for you in the show notes below. And I'm super excited to see all the shifts that it helps you to make in your business. Wow, it's amazing to have you back on here. I'm so honored. Honestly, from the moment that we were like, should we do another interview back to back? Like, sort for our podcast. I was like, yes, fucking yes, lock it in. And I swear to God, I've been like counting the days and just to sit with you and talk to you. And oh, I know I just we talk to like each so other like all the time, like I know multiple times a week, but it feels so good to just be in front of oh. the mic and just yeah. I know, let people into this gorgeous space that we always create with each other. Yes. I honestly feel like there's just so much magic that happens when you intentionally sit down and you're like, you know what? We're just going to let the magic flow out. We're going to put the microphones in front of us. And although we always have these conversations and in Voxer and stuff, it is it is a different vibe because me and James have our podcast, Bird and Bear. We have conversations like that all the time, but it is some sort of different energy when we pop the microphones down and we're like, okay, we're going to sit down intentionally. I don't know. It's like magic always happens. The universe is like, okay, it's coming through. It's coming through. I love you it. too. James is Tay's partner. How long have you guys been together for? Uh, seven years. Holy shit. I did not expect that. <laughs> did you not know? I think I did, but just like, just the number. I was like, okay, that's a long time. Okay. So pretty much the same amount of time that Mike and I've been together. Almost. I think we've yeah. been together eight years. I don't know. Like I need, I'm so bad with days. <laughs> But you guys have really inspired us to also start a podcast together. We were actually talking about it this morning. See this boom arm here? I've got a boom yeah, arm. Your setup is so good, by the way. You look like a proper radio DJ or something. Like it's a good vibe. <laughs> Literally was my dream job being on the radio when I was in year 12. Like that's I wanted to do broadcasting Same. school and do all of that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my 18-year-old self is like, oh. But we actually bought a second boom arm so that we could start a podcast together. And you know how you oh just said God. with you and James, when you turn on the mic and you just sit there intentionally talking, you guys check out Bird and Bear, the podcast, but whenever we do it, it's like, we just go mute. I don't know what it is. It's just like, what do, you know, there's certain conversations we have over dinner or we're on a date together and we're like, this would be so good for our podcast, air quotes. Yeah. And then we turn it all on and we're like, what do we talk about? <laughs> Like, well, this is all good. Like, come on, boy. I need more inspo. Yeah. Okay. So we literally turned on, we just started recording. This is the way we're going to go today. But I I did actually have a look at the last time you were on this podcast, which at the time was called Own Your Hustle. And it was Mm. episode 132. So it was, you know, still like way back. I'm in the 200s now, but like way Mm. back. And I remember when we did this for the first time, I'm pretty sure I reached out to you or you reached out to me. I don't know. Somehow our worlds collided. Do you remember how? 
I think I've just been following you on Instagram. And then when we moved to Melbourne, I was like, I love this girl. Like, I just feel like our vibe is aligned. And so I reached out to you, but then you were traveling at the time, like overseas. So when you came back, I think then our worlds just kind of re-collided and yeah, Insta did it. And then we went and had that wine. We're going to talk about that wine. (laughs) Literally worlds colliding, right? But anyway, okay. Yes, you reached out to me. I still remember I was staying in this beautiful house in Bulgaria, in the capital of Bulgaria, Sofia, and it was snowing outside and I was in my kitchen with beautiful hot chai and we spent the most divine couple of hours together on your podcast at the time, which has also been renamed and reframed and all of this. And oh my gosh, you're going to laugh so much. So the actual interview that I did with you, it was called paid traffic for your business with Taylor Ray. Like how much has your whole business just altered and changed, right? Like Ah. it was intentional funnels and paid traffic with Taylor Ray. And that was the beginning of your business in that line and that body of work for a season of time. Mm. And that's kind of the you that I knew for the majority of our relationship and our friendship together. Mm. And then I've seen you really do this big transformation piece and essentially coming back full circle to the way in which you started your business in the first place. So let's pick up from there, Miss Tay. So Tell us a little bit about what you do now. How do you describe your body of work now? Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. I didn't even realize that that was the topic that we spoke about on your (laughs) podcast. Like, I literally did not remember. But, yeah, honestly, as you said, it's been that full circle transition. Honestly, like, that's the best way to describe it. It's just I feel like I've just fully come back into alignment with who I truly am. And, yeah, like you said, like shaving my head, all this was, like, part of it. But I feel like the biggest transformation, I guess for me, you know, when I first started this business, it came off the back of a break, like a full on breakdown. I was 25, had a proper breakdown, like physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. And that was when, for me, I sort of entered the world of manifestation and manifesting law of attraction, energy. It all happened because I was like walking down my hallway one day and I swear to God, the first time ever my intuition came through. So it's like the universe just came through the biggest download. I'd never had anything like it. And it said, this is happening for you, not to you. And it was chills for me because I was running a different business. I'd had to shut that down because of everything that was going on for me in my life personally. It's so funny because I was literally like talking about that on my stories today. So I feel like it's incredibly aligned that we're talking about this, but you know, I shut down that last business because the guidance came through that everything's happening for you, not to you. And that opened me up to spirituality. It's like everything started to land in my lap, like Gabby Bernstein, Abraham Hicks, The Vortex, like started listening to Manifestation Babe podcast, like all of these things. And I started to be like, oh my God, like, wait a second. There's like this whole world that I don't even know about. And so I started to like learn about it, apply it to my life. And that is how this business actually started. My brand was originally way back in the day called Strong Babe Collective. And it was all about, you know, manifesting law of attraction, being strong and like redefining that as a woman. And then really coming into, you know, how you can manifest your dream reality. And that's what I started off doing. You know, I started a podcast because hello, I love to talk and I just wanted to share 
my and that's my Gemini rising. Do you have a Gemini <laughs> rising? I was literally just about to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, fully. Yeah, I started to talk and speak about it. People like the podcast just took off, like absolutely loved it. And then that led into courses and coaching around manifesting, which, you know, then evolved and it shifted into business. And I think for me, you know, then I went through this time where, and I guess a lot of it really came from comparison and looking at what other people were doing and thinking, okay, if I'm going to be successful, I should be doing that as well. And I have a business background. So I have a business degree major in marketing. So for me, that's always been kind of an integral part of me. I've always loved business and that side of things. But I think for me, I sort of went in and out of like, am I manifesting or am I business? Am I manifesting? Am I business? It felt like this internal battle for me for a really long time. And yeah, it's been up and, and it felt been, separate, right? Like you really you said separate. to yourself somewhere internally that it had to be separate. It was this yes. or that. Yes, 100%. I was like, I am one or I am the other. And so to fast track us forward, so I've just gone through my, well, I'm in my Saturn return this year, but I feel like that was really pivotal for me as well. So it started in March of this year. I heard this podcast and they were talking about human design and everything like that. And I'd, I'd heard about human design, but I didn't really cared about it. Like I was like, yeah, whatever, like who cares? Learned about <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm a reflector, which I know you and I have spoken about this and being a reflector, I know that you all talk about heaps. So I'm sure your audience already knows about it. But basically like our role is to kind of be a reflection for others. And you are not meant to put yourself in a box. You are not meant to label yourself. Like you are the most of service and the most in alignment when you are allowing yourself to flow in and out. My most in alignment living by design is surprise and delight. Whereas my not self theme is disappointment. And so it's so amazing to look back over this journey and see all the times that I was trying to force myself into this box of this is what I am. This is how I have to show up. I could only show value in this way. How disappointing that actually felt to me all the time. And I love showing my life. I love connecting with my audience to just not feel like I have to be like one or the other. And so, yeah, I just really feel like I came back into myself. I started reintegrating all of those principles of manifestation, coming back. And not that it ever really went away. I just didn't allow myself to really showcase that in terms of how I served my audience. I felt like I had to be in this really masculine box of, yes, serving spiritual entrepreneurs, but only in the strategy. And then for me, what to happen and the shift that has been so amazing. And I just feel, I feel free would probably be the best word. And it just led to honestly, like, and I'll go into it if you want, but like just redefinition of abundance to me, like what that has meant as well. Mm-hmm. And it's been an integration of the feminine and the masculine. And it's so funny because you know, I'm doing this exciting project at the moment that's meant we've revisited a lot of the old podcasts and transcriptions. And I used to talk back then about blending the woo with the work. And it's that was crazy. your tagline that I, like, know. I remember you used to say that all the time. And then it phased out it phased away. quickly. Yeah. And yeah. now you're returning back to that. Oh my God. So in yes, a big in way, in a huge way. So people used to literally be like, you're the queen of blending the way with the work. Like that was my thing, but now it's my thing again, but I just feel so, I feel like this fully expanded and evolved version of myself that's just standing in it fully. And that is literally my thing. Like I have a course called blend the way with the work, this free course It's for spiritual entrepreneurs. So I still get to serve them in the strategy, but it's the integration of the spirituality and the blending of the woo side of things with the actionable, the practical, the strategic, and just that fusion is everything. And it's just given me permission to stand fully in myself and to integrate all aspects of me 
rather than feeling like I have to pigeonhole myself into one particular way of being and just being completely restricted. Mm, Oh my God, what a huge transformation. There's so many layers in just that little segment that you shared. And I'm just here in awe of you, Tay, like everything that you have gone through the rebirth. And as your friend, I've seen the inner work. I've seen the shadow. I've seen, I've been there for the tears and all the things that have happened. And to see you in such a confident light and everything symbolic, you know, just the lips, the the hair, like everything you have totally transformed. And, you know, for those of you listening and you are somewhat maybe doing the dark work or you're doing the shadow work, you're in the satin return. Tay is someone you need to have in your life right now, because this is that shining example of how to move through a transformation with grace and ease and without forcing. Like there's been many voxes between you and I where you've just said, you know what? I'm still in the ease of it. I'm being kind to myself. I'm loving myself today. I'm getting back into my body. I'm healing myself and I'm feeling very safe in doing that. And a version of you previously would have been like, nope, we've got to do things. We've got to push. We've got to put things out there. And I've got to, not that you ever said this, but it felt like I've got to keep up and just show Mm. up and Mm. push through it and do the hard yards and all of that. So how do you feel now about coming back into this cycle, showing up as a new, improved, different version of you? What's that project that you're doing in terms of going back into the old work? Are you kind of like reintroducing that back in? Yes. So I'm so excited about this, but what we've done, I'm not sure when this will air, but it might be out by the time this goes live. So I have a new book that's being birthed into the world called The Manifesting Method. And I'm so excited about it. And it's really meant going back and really looking at the lessons where I was like, you know, let's go back to the breakdown when I was like 25. What was that like? What were the lessons? Because I honestly know that so much of my audience and so many of the women that I get to serve, they are in that space of like, I know I want more. I know I desire more out of my life. How the hell do I make it happen? Like whether they are entrepreneurial or not, that's not the founding thing here. It's about desiring more and giving yourself permission to claim it. And then learning the steps to actually manifest that into your life. And my biggest thing with manifesting always has been, I always feel like the missing piece of people is the law of action. Like people talk about the law of attraction all the time, but for me, action has always been, it's the catalyst. Like, and one of the things I talk about in the book is like, you know, think about it. Like you are one half of the equation and the universe is the other. So it's like, you know, if you're trying to bake a cake, the universe is giving you the eggs. It's giving you the flour. It's giving you the water. It's giving you the milk you are the damn oven. And if you don't turn the oven on, you will never have a cake. You can mix and mix and mix. You're never going to have a cake if all you've got is those ingredients. So it's about really understanding that you are that beautiful catalyst and you get to be a co-creator for your reality. And here's how to do it. And so it's a beautiful book. I'm so excited. We're in the final stages of going through and editing it now. And there's 22 chapters and it's just, oh my gosh, it's so my soul work. And I'm just so excited for that because like I said, yes, I work with spiritual entrepreneurs. I work with, you know, soul-led women who are here to change the world, coaches, course creators, business owners. But so many of the women that I've worked with, you know, a lot of them came through one of my original courses was desire to manifest. Like, and that was an eight week and I've still got it. That's being relaunched as well. It's an eight week manifestation course that teaches you the creation method. And there's all these modules. So a lot of women came through that and then were like, oh my gosh, wait a sec. 
I want to create an impact. I want to create the ability for money to be an always thing. I want to tap into limitless abundance. How can I do that? How can I use my gifts and my skill sets and everything like that to create my own birth, my own business? And so I think for me, and this ties back to what I was saying before about, you know, I had this separation in my head of like, you're either manifesting or you are business. And for me, it's been the integration of both and realizing that both are such an integral part and most of the people who are going to come through, a lot of them are going to want to expand out in different ways in their life anyway. So they're not separate at all. They're so divinely connected. And so, yeah, I'm so excited for this book to just be birthed into the world and yeah, for everyone to be able to read it. I hope a fucking huge publisher picks it up and that it just goes wild because it sounds incredible. You are my only reflector friend. And I don't think that's uncommon because you guys are the unicorns in the human design world, right? Like there's 1%. A lot of you. There's 1%. Is that the statistic? Yeah. 1%. Wow. And I understand from a reflective perspective, you are the ones that follow the moon cycle, which I can imagine can be very frustrating for someone who wants to take lots and lots of action, especially because you are someone, as you said, who really follows divine action the law of action. And yet here is your design saying, oh, let's go to the moon cycle and let's have a rest for 28 (laughs) bloody days or whatever it is. How do you navigate through that? Tell us a day in the life of an entrepreneurial reflector who wrestles with the law of action daily. (laughs) Oh my God. What a question. I love it. I was disappointed when I found out that I was a reflector, like full-blown, like I want to be a manifester. What the hell? Like, and I kept retaking <laughs> tests being like, surely this one was wrong. And I think, cause you know how I said that I had found human design and I've been like, yeah, whatever. That's why, because I did mm-hmm. the test, didn't like it and shoved it to the side for between six months to a year. Like who cares about that? But then it all came from a podcast that I listened to about reflectors, which was so interesting. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll relook at this. And so even so like learning about that and the 28 day cycle, like that, that did feel a little bit disappointing. Hey, my not self theme of just like, okay, well shit. Like I'm someone that wants to just like, go, go, go. What do you mean? I'm meant to take 28 days to make a decision. Are you fucking kidding me? Like 28 days, but it's actually been so long. And as a manifesting generator, I am like, that is my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah. And you are someone that's so good at just like, I've had this amazing idea and oops, it's out yesterday. <laughs> It's like a nip slip. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it did feel a little bit like what? But then I was like, you know what? I'm determined to understand like, okay, what does it mean for me to live by design? How can I tap into this in order to give myself permission and find, you know, maybe a better way of doing things. And so the way that I integrate it, I don't sit here and go, okay, well, I've thought of this idea and in 28 days, I might do something about it. Instead, the way that I interpret it and the way that I integrate it is understanding and honoring. And it's so funny because in learning this, I feel like, okay, I understand why I would go backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, up, down. Sure, this is a good idea. This is a great idea. I hate this idea. Like over and over. And I would do that all the time. And it would feel day to day like, I'm a different person. What the fuck is happening? Like, and that felt so frustrating because it'd be like, okay, this is the best idea of my life. Let's go balls to the wall on this. And then four days later, I'd be like, I hate it. I don't want to do it. So for me. Exhausting, right? Totally exhausting. And that's, you know, that's a theme for me. I've been through burnout twice, specifically that first one. You know, the exhaustion 
because of not listening to this side of me, a hundred percent has an impact. And when I first found out about this, I actually kept like notes in my phone and every day I would write down, this is how I'm feeling. These are my thoughts. You know, I would just keep like a little journal, I guess, like I'm massive on journaling, but you know, I just wanted to keep a log of it in my phone. That was super easy to just be like, okay, day to day, how am I feeling? And now that's kind of how I integrate in my business. So I feel like I've just taken so much pressure off myself to be like, okay, I have this idea. It's got to be out tomorrow. It's like, okay, I have this idea. Let's sit with it. Let's feel into it. What does this feel like? Great. If I feel in flow with it, let's make a plan around it. Let's revisit that plan tomorrow and see if I still feel the same about it. Do I need to make some tweaks to it? Does it still feel good to pursue that idea? If it does, amazing. And then continue to take action. But I check in with myself. But also, you know what? I think understanding that because, you know, the moon is such a a governing power for me, it's about understanding that if I feel up and down with things through the month, that's not a bad thing. At the end of the 28 days, what is my overall theme? Am I still in alignment with what I thought 28 days ago? And generally, because now I've done so much of the inner work, the answer is yes. Like I feel like I'm fully in alignment in the way that I'm showing up, I'm serving, I'm creating. So for me, it's almost like I get to honor the ups and downs through the month of maybe the doubt that comes up or we should slow down or maybe we should go faster or we should do this. It's not about making me question everything and feeling like I should rip it all down, which is definitely something that I've done in the past of just like, you know, oh, shut it down, archive that course, don't want to put that out there. For me, it's like, no, no, just honor that this is just a day. And I think, you know, even as women, whether you're a reflector or not, I think that this is powerful to hear because, you know, we have our cycles. And so we go up and down through the month based on where you are at in your cycle. And, you know, I talked to my mastermind about this the other day, and it's been the most powerful conversation for the women in there is just learning that like, there are going to be different phases. There's going to be different seasons. So don't feel like just because in one moment, you might feel a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or, oh, this seems, you know, not right or whatever. Give yourself grace. That's one of Mm -hmm. the most beautiful statements that I've ever been given by one of my coaches is give yourself grace and allow yourself to go with the flow of it and just keep checking back in. And so I think for me, that's the biggest thing is honoring the different phases and just checking back in consistently. Yeah. I am receiving this so much. This is probably the message that I personally have to hear quite constantly because I am so go, go, go Mm. that when I hear a message like that, it often comes with a lot of resistance and it doesn't feel good to be in the slow, Mm. but often in the slow, in the relaxation, in the quiet is where so much of the magic happens. A lot of my ideas get downloaded and now I'm starting to love that. And just like you said, have grace, especially around, you know, when you are on the bleed and you're in your cycle and there's moments like that. Of course, like I used to be so, I don't know, masculine in my approach. Even let's say when I had my period, I would just be like, get up and get over it and man up and take a Panadol and just Mm. get on with it. And I just go back to that version of me. And I am like, I'm so sorry, girlfriend. That is just not a way to honor this whole journey of creating soul work. And here we are pushing up against our body and telling it that it's wrong and that it's wrong to want rest. And it's not great to just be in feminine flow. And so much of that evolution, I know for the both of us, that's Mm. really happened and unfolded. And it's just been so beautiful to have you in my corner and me in your corner and be able to talk about this stuff and just take a breath. You know, sometimes in the entrepreneurial world, take a big, deep breath. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. It's so permission giving, I think. And that's why I think that these conversations are important, that we record them and that we share them. And like you said, having each other in each other's corner. And as you were speaking about earlier, like been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of moments that have felt really fucking hard. And like, <laughs> am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? And then going, okay, yes, a hundred percent. Like this is a, so my soul calling, but then giving myself grace through that time as well and honoring the rest, honoring the down times. And you've been amazing for that. Like, I'm so grateful to have you as a friend because you've held incredible space for me and been a reflection for me as well with the irony because that's generally my role but to be able to speak to you and you know some of the things when I was going through transitions and you to be like hey I never saw you that way like you put this projection out of yourself but no you're so much more than just that one thing and so even just being able to have conversations like that to you know, like I said, I think the permission more than anything to be like, you know what, I get to hold space for myself here. I get to be kind to myself and it doesn't make me any less. It doesn't mean I'm not achieving. It doesn't mean I'm not worthy. I'm just honoring the journey. And I think that's been a huge lesson for me because I, I have in the past always been someone that's kind of like so focused on the end goal. I've forgotten about the importance of the journey and I would be forcing myself and racing myself to get there and forever feeling behind and like I was never where I needed to be. And I feel like for me, the work that I've specifically done since the beginning of this year has been really rooted in that. And like I said before, you know, redefining abundance, looking at the sides of me that are tied to worthiness and validation and okay, what, what is that? Like, what is there and what needs to be truly healed? Like really looking at my inner child and then going, okay, wait a sec. Like, yes, this business is beautiful and it's an extension of me, but it doesn't define my worth. And I think that that has been paramount for me in terms of honoring all that I am and also staying in my lane and just being like, you know what, this is me. This is how I show up. And I'm just going to continue to take those steps day, 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 day at a time, you know, rather than okay, well, I'm not where I need to be three years down the road, you know? I want to talk about where your relationship is at right now with the F word, with funnels. Just because, you know, like as we established at the start of the episode, you were definitely my funnels queen. You did a class inside of my mastermind and the girls freaking loved it, soaked it all in. And that's what you taught for over a year. And I want to know how that now sits in terms of your relationship with your business. And I can comment on the fact that I felt a shift, not in terms of stepping away from it. In fact, just placing more intention behind it. Mm. Taylor sends these daily affirmations, which I read every single one of them shows up in my inbox every day. And there are beautiful affirmations which drop in if you're on Taylor's email list and they are so perfect, so in alignment. And some days I might not read the email, it'll just be like, oh, okay, I'll have it there in my Taylor folder. And then other days I'll jump in, I'll be like, that's the one that I needed to read today. That's the one that I had to receive today. So let's talk about that. How, how do you now view funnels in your business? Oh my God. I love this question. And to be fully transparent and you know this already, but there was a time where I was like, I think I'm done with it. Like I need Mm -hmm. to shut all this stuff down. I don't want to do it because, you know, it's like I said, this is what I mean when I say there'd be part of me that'd be like, okay, now I'm in this box, shut the other box down. Owning all of it has meant, okay, coming to a place where it all feels good, but it wasn't like that specifically, you know, let's go maybe March this year. It was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I think I fucked up. I think I've made a mistake. We're way too in the masculine. And that's when I wanted to fully go back into manifesting and just like, that's what I loved actually when you voiced that inside of our mastermind group and everyone was like, 
No, you've built that up. It yeah. doesn't feel like a full shutdown. Like every single one of us were like, that feels like a no, that doesn't feel yeah. good. And you were like, what do you mean? Oh my God, like that's exactly <laughs> where I want to go. Such an interesting yeah. crossroads for you. Totally. Yeah. And again, so grateful for that space to be able to have those conversations with you girls in there because it really helped in terms of like, wait a sec, I don't know if you like, let's just put a little pause on that. Like you don't have to just like slay everything and cut it down and be like, no, it's gone forever. It's in a big box in a dungeon and no one's ever going to see it. It's like, (laughs) so for me, yes, there was a lot of resistance around it, specifically the funnels, the strategy. But then, like I said, I think for me, I had to do that so that I could come back into myself from a manifesting perspective mm-hmm. and just go, wait a sec, I need to come back. I kind of describe it like a pendulum where I would go like all the way into manifesting and I'd swing all the way back into strategy. And I feel like for me, I had to allow myself through that phase to go backwards and forwards until I've come to this beautiful space of what I feel is equilibrium, where it's like, okay, sometimes I'm a little bit more in the business and the strategy. And then sometimes I swing back a little bit more to the manifesting, but it's so close to that midpoint all the time. And I don't put any pressure on myself to be one or the other. So to answer your question about how I feel about funnels, I feel like now I just have this beautiful appreciation for them and this beautiful acceptance and this excitement around getting to teach it in a way that is one avenue, one part of my brand. So now when I describe it, I say, oh yeah, one side of my business is Sacred Funnels. Like, And I love that I still have that. I still have, you know, Sacred Funnels Academy. I've still got masterclasses that are teaching that, everything like that but I'm not defined by it. And I think that that's what I was doing was just going, okay, well, this is what I am and I am sacred funnels and nothing else. And then that felt so restricting. Like then I felt like I couldn't share my life. I couldn't share manifesting. I couldn't share burden bear. I couldn't share me and James. Like it felt like, okay, well, I'm only here to teach the strategy of funnels and conversion rates and landing pages. So nothing else is allowed. Whereas now, honestly, I honor funnels. And for me, it's been about like, okay, really looking at, again, how can I expand that out in my own business? How can I expand that out in my clients' work? And I've attracted amazing clients who are like scaling to seven figures in their businesses, women that I came into this world idolizing, like looking at and being like, oh my God, this woman is killing it. Like love, love, love. And now that's my client and I get to work with her and support her. And, you know, the more that I work with people like that, and the more I just honor this fully, the more I realize like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, funnels might be masculine, but there's such a feminine energy that you can bring to them as well. And what I also realized too, through being able to work with clients like this is a lot of women come to me for funnels, but we end up doing the inner work, talking about the spiritual side, the energy, the manifesting, let's heal whatever wounds are there. Because a lot of the time, the resistance around implementing a strategy or implementing some sort of masculine process is actually tied to something else. Like, not really believing that you're worthy of receiving money or stories that might've been told to you by your dad about what it means to be a successful woman, you know, all these sorts of things. So it's amazing because the integration of the two things, and again, it just goes to show it's all connected. There's no separation. And so I get to do that work with my clients. And then once we heal that, and once we move through that, the resistance falls away and the business just brings itself together and the funnel building doesn't feel so scary anymore. It's not masculine at all. It's so beautiful. And just, yeah, this amazing process that just gets to support us in the soul work that we're doing. 
one of my favorite things to do in my business now is to sit down and write emails. And I know you can relate to this. Yeah. It is just one of the places where I can almost journal out and document what's going on in in the business, what's going on in my clients' lives, what am I pondering? I'm very philosophical. I love thinking about the why and what God is here and the spiritual realm that's open to bring us here at this time. And I'll write these in my emails. And there was a time, a season where my funnels, the organic ones, were so quiet and like, is anyone actually reading this. There's thousands on my email list, but I would very, very, very rarely hear a single peep from them, like no reply. Nowadays I get replies and just people saying that was power. That was magic, felt that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, not that an expectation was placed on it, but from there it's, you know what, Rubes, I've been thinking about working with you or this email has just given me the sign that I needed and I'm signing up for X program. And it's just amazing, right? When you start to do it from a place of soul connection and doing it from a sacred funnels point of view Mm. and not attaching, I need to write this email in order for it to create X result. How much more enlightening, rewarding, exciting that feels as a business owner doing the things. And this is what I'm taking from your example, where it gets to feel so sacred. And whilst it is maybe more so falling in the divine masculine part of business, we still get to have that beautiful feminine flow inside of it. So I know a lot of my clients get freaked out by the funnels thing and they just freak themselves out of it so much that, you know, they tell themselves it's not needed. And I'm not saying it's it's needed or not needed, but give it a different lens, put a different lens on and from there make the decision. So it's always how we define things in in our work, right? You're such an example of that. Thank you. Thank you. No, I fully feel that so much. And it's like what you said, you know, just journaling on it, you're feeling into it, you're allowing that flow to come through. And I think that that for me was, you know, the premise of starting sacred funnels in the first place was just like, okay, it's systems that serve you as you serve the world. So what actually feels good to you? Like for me, my daily affirmations, they're channeled. Sometimes, you know, that might be something that I've channeled through a recording and I've shared it on TikTok or I've shared it in a masterclass or something like that. And then we go through and we we can repurpose that and share it in the emails. And then other times it's literally something I'm like, oh my God, this has to go out to my mm-hmm. list like now. And I feel like the theme that keeps coming through is the permission giving of just like, you don't have to do it any particular way. Like you get to pick what feels good to you and then integrate the elements that support that. And like you said, there's no right or wrong. And I feel like a lot of people get started without funnels and there's so nothing wrong with that. Like I started without funnels and now I'm in a beautiful space where I've been able to allow them to support me. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's the biggest piece right there is like see it as another extension of you, as an expansion rather than, okay, well, now this is the way how things have to be. And this is again- Like a bolt-on, like, right? It's like, it has yeah. to, you know, this is the thing that you need. You don't need anything except the no. belief in how you want yes. your business to flow. It should complement. And that's the biggest thing when I work with women who are at that point where they want to be scaling up and out. One of the first things I always say to them is like, I want you to know that the work that we're going to do with your business and with all these beautiful sacred strategies- This does not take away from all that you are and all the ways that you show up right now. We're not replacing it. We're expanding you. So it gets to be complementary to that so that they're not like, okay, well, now I shouldn't be posting on Instagram. I shouldn't be selling on stories. Because I think sometimes we think that of like, 
okay, well, if I'm going to be setting up all of these automations, then I shouldn't be doing anything manually. It's like, well, now you're demonizing the manual side of things, but that's where you flourish and that's where you've scaled to five-figure months or that's where you've scaled to six Mm. figures in your business. Like, we don't take that away. We just amplify it, to use your word, you know, the amplification of all that you are. Let's build that out and let it just continue to expand. Oh, amen to that, sister. Oh, my goodness. So. As we wrap up, I'm holding space that this podcast episode has helped those of you listening into this beautiful soul tailor in terms of helping you see what's not coming with you in that next part of your journey. If you're in the cycle of transformation, if you're in the chrysalis, if you know that certain things are shedding and the new version of you, and maybe just like Taylor, it's coming back to the old version, but it's like the 2.0, that it's safe to be in the rebirth and it's safe to be in the transformation. So Tay, how do we find your beautiful work? The book is coming out as we know. Where else are you sharing your gorgeous message and transformative message at this time? Oh my gosh, I love you. I just got chills with everything that you said as well. And oh, such a beautiful way to end. So thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful. The best way to connect with me, I'm on social media at this is Tay Ray across all platforms. So that's super easy. I love the IG stories. I'm always on there. And then, yeah, honestly, my website. So we've actually, I don't even think I've told you this, but we rebirthed the website as no part way. of it. Yeah. Oh my, I can't believe I have it available now up and live. Yeah. 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 It's so, I'm so in love with it. It's just such a full representation. What's the website? All that I am. It's www.taylorray.com.au and everything is on there. All the courses, all the freebies. Did you do it yourself or did someone do it for you? Oh, so we got Emma Troy design. She's amazing. We bought templates from her and then customized them ourselves with me and my team. So it's just been so amazing it bringing looks that incredible. to life. <laughs> I'm totally stalking it, it. Oh, it's such a it's such an online home for me now. Like I think before, I just felt like. I didn't love my website. I felt very, a lot of resistance around it. So I didn't love to talk about it. Whereas now all the resources are there. Like I said, all the free trainings, free courses, and then all the paid courses and programs and mentorships and things are there as well. So, and the podcast is there. My podcast is Sacred Work, which you can find on all platforms. But yeah, it's all linked on the website at taylorray.com.au. That is amazing. And I'm about to record an episode in Taylor's podcast. So, you know, go ahead, check that out, check this one out, share it everywhere on socials and be sure to connect with us. We both answer our DMs, not a bot, not, not an assistant. It's you'll get both of us. And so I think that's the beautiful thing about it. And thank you so much, my love. You are such a soul friend of many, many, many lifetimes. I'm grateful for your reflector ass being in my life and I am forever, forever grateful. I adore you to pieces. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. For more resources to support your expansion as you manifest your desires, make sure you check out my website at www.taylorray.com.au. I'm sending you all the love and I'll see you back here soon.